It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past 12 on a Friday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Another early edition of Kimbo and the Roots as we'll be crossing live to our Medabad in India for day two of the second test. Australia did quite well yesterday, four for 255 after day one. Uzi Khwaja with a ton. Uh, what a resurrection his career has mm. been uh, in the last year or two. Don't grunt, Roach. You're not been introduced yet. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. We better do it then. Here's the Roach. <laughs> Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey, Rooch. hey he certainly is here and he's up and about today. We're live from Studio Loom OSA right here at number one King William Street in the city. Almost 22 degrees, Rooch. A lovely, lovely day. Weather. Fantastic weather we get in March. Here. Launch into the long weekend. Yes. And we have one too. Adelaide Cup, long weekend. Yeah, I thought we were working Monday. No, we will be able to go to the Cup if you wish. Uh, no. You can go to the Giddy Up Club. The Giddy Up Club, yeah. Have we got tickets, Benny, to give away to the Giddy Up Club? No, no not give today. Them all away. No, all we, right. we, we do have a Signet Good. mobile phone charger, though, Report worth $45. Yes. So your mobile will never go flat, or your iPad, or your pods. Exactly. You know what your pods are, Rooch? Yes, I see many, many people wearing them. Oh, very good. You're all over it. Good show coming up today. Uh, successfully, I hope, we'll be chatting to Bharat Sundarasan after yesterday. Wow, well, it was a bit difficult yesterday. I can understand that. Did you see all the ceremony around the start of that test match? Mm. You see old Albo. Now, he looked very excited, didn't he? Did they just <laughs> remodel the fam- famous Angry Anderson mobile from the grand final? <laughs> And take it to India and just give it a new paint job and, you know, work over the vendors and all that all over again and just say, here, I'll put two prime ministers on it. Uh, well, look. Whoa, what a ceremony that was. And Cricketers if, were forced outside. They couldn't do their warm-up. And uh, poor old Barat's phone just wouldn't work anywhere because of that security. The jammers, yeah, yeah, the jammers everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I had to cough, Roach. Hello. Keep talking, Roach. Right. Bless you. <coughs> I thought you were going to sneeze then. <coughs> I wasn't okay. Sure. I wasn't Are you sure. okay? I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I'll right. have some water in a moment. Uh, we'll head over to India. At one twenty. we'll have a chat with Joe Gauchi, goalkeeper for Adelaide United. They're up and about. Is it what now? Eight games without defeat? Yeah, and they, uh, they just... second? Just landed in Newcastle route, so they yeah. take on the Newcastle Jets tomorrow nicely. night. And looking forward to our chat at one thirty with the CEO of the Port Adelaide Football Club, Matthew Richardson. Uh, what will you be presenting to him in terms of questions, Rooch? Oh, well, I think we've got the obvious questions about where they stand with Ken Inkley, where they're going as a football club off the field. And the big one is, well, we know what we expect of Port Adelaide, but what do they expect of themselves? And I think we'll also visit the uh, the vision that was bold from mm. two years, two months ago. Yep. Um, of everyone talks about chasing the, greatness. Yeah, everyone talks about the three premierships in five years. Well, it's still possible, but um, yep. I mean, there were issues just as big: the membership, the redevelopment, clearing debt, clearing debt. So we'll ask so Richard. Done a good job with that just that. recently. Mm. Uh, Ethel from Ethelton Hello, is Ethel. up and about. I've got to pre-read hers, Rooch. 
<laughs> Richie, you Woodville High pecker. <laughs> Have you ever been involved in a lap of honour? I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Ethel. Oh, oh Ethel, she is, uh, she's vicious. Hey, Rooch, um, that's who's coming on today. We're live and interactive. The text line is 0427-154-166. Ethel knows that. Well, if you want to have a chat, uh, give us a call on 1300 736 736. Straight after the show, we have to head down to Adelaide Oval. There's a big luncheon going on there with all our clients where we'll be presenting our uh, AFL Nation call team for the year. Big year, this one. Big team, too. Looking forward to it. Kano will be down there. Bix will be there. Jared Walsh is there. Miles Fitzner's hosting. Malcolm Blight will be there. Who have I missed? Off your walk. David Wildy. Did you mention yeah, I mentioned Bix. Yeah, couldn't forget the, the two time. Yeah. Yeah, so, and you have to be interviewed, Roach. Ooh. Yeah. That we knew. That would be something that tests me out, won't it? Yeah. Well, no, not really. They, no. won't, they won't recognise you with your, your new haircut, Roach. Very good. You look a million dollars. Hey, let's go around the grounds and find out what's happening. Uh, anything caught your eye? This one you will like because you like to re-establish old things. Now, SA football always had a trophy where you'd get points for wins you'd have in all the grades. Yeah, what was that called? The Stanley Cup? Or no, Lewis Trophy, yeah. Lewis what? Stanley. Stanley Lewis, Lewis right. Yeah. I knew there was a Stanley yeah. in it. So you get points for under-17s, where there were under-17s, points for under-19s, points for reserves, points for league. Now, that used to be the McClellan Trophy in the VFL, then they got rid of all the grades because it became an expanding competition. And the McClellan Trophy became for the minor premier, seemed to curse minor premiers for a long time <laughs> too. Well, now they've decided because we've got AFL and AFLW, we'll have a champion club. So you get points in the AFL, points in the AFLW. The champion club of 2022 was Melbourne, most points in AFL, most points in AFLW. Whichever club does that in 2023 gets a million bucks. A million dollars. Really? Yes. One million. And that's, One million that's the junior, junior teams as well, or? well? We haven't got junior teams, Kim. We've only got AFL League senior, AFLW seniors. That's all we've got in AFL. No, t- no teams. Which team's got a junior team? Oh, sorry, I was reading a text from Steve Ridge. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Sandful then. Well, no, that's the Sandful. We were talking about the AFL. They've reintroduced it. Sorry, Champion Rich. club. I, I got distracted. I was distracted that's then. Right. I was distracted by the text coming through. A million bucks. Well, you that's worth... You wouldn't get a million bucks in the Sandful. I wish you could. No, that's what caught my attention. Oh, so no. I'm just giving you the reminder of what we still have in the Sandful. Well, that's where you threw me, Rich, and I tuned to out give for you, a sec. Right. So we're reintroducing that at AFL level. Well, that's with worth, AFL, AFLW. That's worth winning. It doesn't really change how you'd go about it, though. Well, it's an incentive, isn't it? A million bucks. It's a, a bit, reward. It's a reward. It's a reward. Yeah, it's I don't know reward. if it's an incentive because it doesn't change. You want to win anyway. Yeah, it, true. True. Hmm. million bucks um, to share between the club and the players. Steve got me confused. He sent through a text saying, yeah, right, Kimbo, with three laughing emojis. What Not was that sure. in reference to? Not sure. Not sure. Steve, just elaborate. I can't remember what I said five seconds ago, never mind five minutes ago. Mm. Uh, Rucci has laid three bricks in five years. What's that in (laughs) relation to? (laughs) Probably right. No, I've done a bit more bricklaying than that. Hey, Rucci, we want to throw this out here today. Uh, Well, I'll throw it out in a minute, but uh, the great Bruce McAvaney is being honoured by the AFL. Yes, gets into the Australian Football Hall of Fame after Dennis Cometti, his long-standing Partner in commentary was three years ago, Dennis, wasn't mm. it? Three or two years ago. 
So now Bruce joins the illustrious men and women in the Hall of Fame and richly deserved, isn't it? He's just had is. legend status in the SA Sport Hall of Fame and now he'll be inducted into the Australian Football Hall of Fame and that, no surprise, because he is more than worthy of it. More oh, with, without doubt. He's yep. given his life to the code yep. and uh, a number of other sports as well. Hey, we're going to throw it out there. It's just a general chat for a Friday. 0427 154 uh, Who's your favourite football commentator? Now, I won't say AFL. Could be VFL. Could be Sandful back in the day. That's and uh, Miles Fitzner was in here doing one of his racing shows. He does got about 5,000 shows a little early, and we were talking about it. And uh, he threw up a name. He loved growing up listening to Sandy Roberts. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was young, it was when we were listening to VFL, it was Bobby Skilton. It was uh, Lou Mike Richards. Williamson. Yeah, Mike he Williamson. was just a bit before me. But mm-hmm. Peter Landy Peter Landy is considered a great commentator. But if we go then. locally, wow. The men who were there before you, Kim, and setting up what football was on TV, Ian Day. Yeah, Ian well, Day. Ian Day was massive. Well, he had a lot of energy. I had the pleasure and good fortune. It was an honour to call with Daisy yeah. just towards the end of his career. But when I was a real little kid, Rooch, it was uh, Wally May. And was it Ian Aiken? Ian Aiken. Ian Aiken. That would have yeah. been about the start that of was, it. Yeah, well, it? yeah, early on. Yeah. Blair yeah. Schwartz was there at the very, very beginning. We've well, got another text saying, come on, Kim. What have I done, Rooch? Did I say something wrong? I've I got no idea what you've done. <laughs> Might have to go but, to a break but Ian and Day would do reserves, mini league, and league on a day. Yeah, amazing. When I first amazing. started at seven, yep. Because um, people, a lot of people don't realise I started at seven first. Mm. Uh, we would do that. You'd call the reserves game. Sometimes I'd have to nick off at three quarter time to go from doing a game maybe at Woodville Oval to get down to Unley Oval to call the match of the day. Mm. It was uh, very, very hectic. And do you remember oh, here we go, Steve. Port winning on, three premierships. Off, off do, you remember, uh, do you remember when Ian Day made front page news? Oh, yes. Uh, that was the... You uh, could say that now and no one would blink an eyelid. Was that, there was one where there he were a regard, He regarded a moment in a football game as a ball terror moment. And ball it made terror. front page of the Tizer. But what was wrong? so wrong with that? Well, there were complaints. Where were people's minds going? The other like, one was whether he ejaculated himself over the that's line. That's right. Like, which, yes. Which is, and he kept going. He got, <laughs> got away with that one. But you can do that, can't you? No. No. Why not? No. It's the wrong word. Is it? Why yes. do you catapult yourself over well, the line? No, he, thought he wanted to go somewhere else. No, he wanted to go with ejected, but he went kept going. Wouldn't it still apply? No. Oh, it doesn't? No. Right, I'm, I'm going to Google that. Apologies. Uh, I've worked out, Steve, we were talking about Matthew Richardson, and we're going to talk to him about their vision and the five, three flags in five years. And I said it's still possible. That's why, yeah, right, oh, Kimbo, okay. and Port right. Three. Well, it is still possible. Well, it is. That's well, what I'm like, saying. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to a break, Roots. Anyway, what we want, give us your favourite commentators and why, and even now, or... Let's spice it up a bit. Who really grates your gears when it comes to commentary? All right. Throw it all out there. Let's liven up this Friday. It's 13 past 12. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 
12.18 on a Friday afternoon. Glorious day approaching 23 degrees in the city. We are here thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Tucson, tomorrow's SUV, in stock now. And our great friends Balfour's back on board. They've been great supporters of our little show, Roach. Indeed they have. They've been baking Indeed. people happy since 1853. And no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Any footy club you go to, you'll find that Balfour's pie, pasty and sausage roll ready to go. They have supported a lot of people Absolutely. in the community over a long, long period of time. Hey, a bit of breaking news from the North Adelaide Football Club. Warren Treadray is joining the coaching staff as a specialist coach. So Serge, former teammates, got him yeah. on board. So yep. I dare say looking after their forwards. You can't assume that. No, not nowadays. Like, remember yeah. Peter Sumich, one of the greatest forwards of our era, handled the West Coast midfield. Oh, I know. And Bix, Bix, who couldn't kick over a jam team, <laughs> was a forward coach for Adelaide at once. And we've had defenders who've managed forwards, etc., yeah, etc. Et Chad and Bass and going Bass, back yes. and forth. What, hey, while you're on commentators, <clears throat> what's been the best one line to go with a moment that lives forever. Oh, Dennis had plenty. Dennis had heaps, didn't he? Yeah, he had a stack of them. Um, Hutto's was very good last year. Was, um, wasn't it? So wrong, so right. Yep. So wrong, so right. Mm. Uh, good midfield, Frio. But if you've got a line that sticks to you forever, like mm. for a moment, we I always think of Dennis Cometti with the Angus Monfries one. Pythagoras, if you're there, please explain that one to us. Yeah. How it went off on the angle. Yeah, that was a beauty. Yeah. As, as Dennis, I was chatting to Dennis once, and you're good friends with him. I yeah. remember chatting to him in Melbourne once when uh, he was just getting a bit of notoriety many, many years ago. Centimetre perfect. Yeah, for a few of those lines, people were jumping on it. And yeah. we were just chatting, and, uh, you know, did that just jump into your head? He said, what do you reckon? <laughs> I spent half my life on planes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Plenty yeah, of time yeah. to think about yeah. it. I said, don't tell anyone that. It sounds better when it's organic. And then there was Rex Hunt, who could give you a new name. Oh, Rexy. Yeah, yes. he could give you a new name. Yeah. And that, probably those names live with a lot of players for the rest of their lives. Oh, that's very true, Roach. I'm just saying we did invite people, you know, to say anyone that great she gears. Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah, Don Scott's got a mention here. Funny that. We did say that during the break that someone would mention Don Scott. When growing up uh, watching footy, Roach, I would have been late teens, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, Don, I, I couldn't warm to Don Scott. But everyone's hard. different. Just hard? Yeah, just the delivery. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah. I suppose that's as humans, we gravitate to some people and, and not to others. Um, here's a text that's come through. Oh, I love the commentary of Gary Window back mm. in the day, although he, he could passionate? be a pain. Yeah, well, he was very animated. Very passionate. Here's another one, Roach, um, talking of Treaders. Treaders and Timmy G, little Timmy Ginnibar, goes well with port games. And without blowing two mates smoke up his backside, Kimbo goes all right. Uh, excited for this year's Footy Nation call. Dave from Mount Barker. Mm. Yeah, we are too, Dave. We've got a good line-up this year. You'll hear all the Port and the Crows games. Here's of course, another. one of the lines that goes into football history forever and ever is Mike Williamson. Jezalenko, you beauty. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, it that, that was more the moment in. than the call, though, wasn't oh, it? Oh, well, no. People, a lot of people still well, say it, even just, Jazalanko, you beauty. People carry on about that. Uh, oh, the Mark, uh, who did it? Stephen Quartermain, when he said, um, you star. Leo Barry, you Leo star. Leo Barry, yeah. Well, it's not that creative, is it? It's a moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's a moment. I remember doing And then the commentary becomes linked to the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, I remember doing a game at Footy Park once, and Rudy Mandemaker was on fire. And I said, he kicked this goal on the run. I said, howdy doody, great goal, Rudy. 
Yeah, that hasn't gone down no, in folklore. No, uh, let's let's straighten no, up a little bit. No. Well, it just came out, Rooch. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I did the Batman and Robin with. Yeah, see, there you are. Delaney you were, you, and you were before Rex Hunt. I started that one. Hey, Tommy Jonas is the captain of Port Adelaide. Uh, he was at the captain's. What is it called? Captain's call. Yeah, I guess we can call it that. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, he was at Captain's Day. It's called yeah. Marvel Stadium yesterday. Mm. He was asked the question: Have they identified the key areas to help make them better this year? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, the core young group and the way they've stood up in the um, last three months and wanted to take the club forward has been awesome. And I think also our focus on skills and efficiency going inside 50 has been um, a, a big improvement and something that hopefully we see um, translating to games early in the season. So does he think they've had a slow start to the season? We have hit this with a stick, haven't we? The overanalyzing of Port's pre-season form is staggering. Let's hear from Tommy. Yeah, I think it's a great time to get the wake-up call. I think it probably took us five rounds last year, so we're getting it straight away. And um, we know that our Port Adelaide footy that we've practised for the last three or four months um, will stand up as long as we um, win the contested ball and are up for the contest. Well, they get a, an enormous test first up, don't they? If they're not on, they're going to be exposed against Brisbane. I think the best Adelaide and Port can be after round five is maybe three and two. With that showdown determining whether it's two or three <laughs> yeah, or three I or think, two. I think maybe. It, it's going to yeah, be crucial. Nicely set up, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then so we get into gather round, don't we? Yeah. Uh, Sydney have a good draw. We went through that a while ago. We need to go to a break, Roach. Mm. We're talking about your favourite commentators on the back of Bruce McAfee, about to be inducted into the Australian Football Hall of Fame for his work and efforts with his AFL commentary. So who do you like? Who grinds your gears? Now, this one's come through from Simon. Has to be the combination of Bruce McAvenny and Dennis Committee in the box together, especially the Crows yeah. Grand Finals. Yeah. I'm old enough to remember Ian Day as well and his famous catchphrase of, he's ducked the chutney. <laughs> <laughs> he's a beauty, Dave. I know, when ducking the head, beauty. he used to get very animated. Yeah. So too did Graham Campbell, the late and great. Oh, yes. Here's another one. More of your calls and texts. Send them through on 0427 Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Twenty-nine. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Tucson. Tomorrow's SUV is in stock now, and uh, that's good news because a lot of vehicles, especially SUVs, have been hard to get. Roots. Indeed, I, they have been. I had a friend that had to wait about nine months before Ooh. she managed to get her delivery. Mm. All right, Brett Sundararson coming up after the twelve thirty news. Joe Gauchi, Adelaide United at twelve fifty. Matthew Richardson at one thirty, and taking your calls on text and text on the back of Bruce McAvaney about to be inducted into the Australian Football Hall of Fame for his services to the game in terms of his commentary. So we're asking you for your favourite and least liked commentators. Um, getting a few mentions for people not liking James Brasher on BT. Uh, Brian Cunningham got a mention for being liked. Yes. Yeah, Bucky, I called with Bucky as well. Another former captain who was very, very good in the commentary box was Peter Marker. Peter Marker was very good. Very and he good. balanced out Ian Day. Yeah, there was a nice, yeah, that's right, there was a nice balance. You you can't have both people in the box that are up screaming and carrying on like pork chops. Uh, Here's one from James from Woodcroft. Afternoon, guys. Uh, Thank you for the Signet Power Bank on Monday for closest to the pin. Well done, James. Uh, Always love Bruce's clever. 
clever. Clever. Yeah, I thought Bruce, you know, started to become a bit of a. Can you say this delicious. about someone that's godlike? The delicious. It was. It just became a bit of a parody of himself. I understand where you're going. Yeah, a little bit of clever. Yes, started to. Yes, but then the delicious went. Delicious, yes, that went charts. That went viral. Yeah, Yeah. that was a um, weird terminology. Um, What's this one, Mario? You lunatic! I used to do Kim Dillon's hair and makeup before each game. It used to take me five hours to have him looking respectable. Oh, Oh, wow! I would not let you near. My hair. All right, twelve thirty news coming up. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Hope you're having a winning Friday. Nearly 23 degrees outside. It's a beautiful day to kick off the long weekend. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We appreciate their support and that of Hyundai. And on Tuesday, Roots, because we're off on Monday. Ooh, beauty. Yay, little happy dance. Yes. Um, We'll be announcing a new naming rights sponsor as well. So we are getting great support from the local community. So uh, it is greatly appreciated. All right, just before we head to India, we've got a good line, I think. Fingers crossed. Talking about great commentators, commentators that grind your gears. Uh, Text has come through from Simon. He loves Dennis Cometti. In 1997, when the Crows were playing and Pittman grabbed the ball, Cometti said... It's a long way from pathetic to a premiership. Oh, great line. Then in 98, he said when Muhammad Ali, the great Muhammad Ali, was in the crowd watching the game, he said, Muhammad Ali looks on, and for now, North Melbourne are on the ropes. Ah, Boom, boom. boom, boom, And another great commentator is our very good friend, Bharat Sundarasan. He is live from Medabad Stadium. Oh, no, he's not. He's in his hotel room. Thank goodness for that. Hello, Bharat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for that indeed. Uh, what a bizarre day it was yesterday. <laughs> I never thought I would have to head to a, a, a test match ground before the break of dawn and just be there when it's still dark. It was just strange. Mm. It had to do with, of course, the security protocols yeah. for uh, the two prime ministers coming to the ground. and uh, Yeah, the kind of scenes that I never thought I would uh, experience on a cricket ground. How many did I get there in the end, Barat? Um, I don't think it was anywhere close to the 100,000 that they were coming. No. wow. I heard it was around uh, only yeah, over 60,000. Staggering. Yeah. So after all that, well, so after all that build up, why would they not turn up? Um, it, was, it was strange. Initially, we were told that around 80,000 was going to be busking, uh, you know, 80,000 followers or yeah. uh, supporters of the, the ruling party right now. Uh, but ironically, most of those 60,000, 70,000 people, at least the last 20,000, came after the whole festivities were done. I guess right. there was also the whole, uh, you know, because of the security, if you didn't enter the ground by 8.15, whoever you were, uh, okay. uh, that was right. it. Like, you had to wait until right. 10.30 to come back and right. at 11.30. So I think that played a big role into it. But, yeah, still, it was a massive crowd. Mm. Yeah, huge crowd still, just uh, half what it should have been. Hey, Barat, after all the conjecture and speculation, what type of pitch have we got? Uh, No, we've got a very solid uh, old-school test match pitch in India. I mean, this is the kind of test match pitch uh, you generally see. Uh, We haven't in the last three, four years, where uh, there are a lot of runs to be scored. It's a hard grind. It's... uh, 
that one word we ha- I was joking about this in the Indian press box yesterday I was telling them hey you guys can write about this being a war of attrition a word you haven't used in 5 years mm-hmm. uh, because that's the kind of pitch it is uh, and Usman Khawaja showed you I mean it's uh, uh, if you're a batter you need to sign a long term lease uh, and not leave and uh, he did it so well uh, and, and which is also why I think Steve Smith and Manas Labushain would be disappointed to not have made a big tournament as was when been able to revive himself. It's been an amazing turnaround, hasn't it? Considering where he was at one point to where he is now. Oh, incredible. Uh, and I interviewed him just before the series yeah. and we've seen him in the last uh, 12-14 months. He's a he's a different man and he's his own man. I think that's really been the big uh, change uh, in him. Uh, I've never seen anyone more comfortable in their own okay. skin as this mm. one is right now, whether it's the clothes he wears the way he carries himself or the way he plays against spin and i think yeah. uh we spoke a lot about it i mean as two south asian immigrants uh, who moved to australia at different stages of our life i think we connected over the fact that uh, you know it's 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 not easy fitting in especially when he moved there uh, back in the 90s as a kid uh, but it's taken him a while but he's just in a great space as a human being and i think that's showing uh, in his cricket yeah, that's very true. You can mm. just see the happiness every time he's interviewed, whether he fails or whether he succeeds. Uh, Travis Head's been a revelation. You cost him the first test and cost us the series. with your, <laughs> your, your <laughs> But isn't it wonderful to see a man that's also backing himself in? Uh, we know he got out, he was beaten by the speed of the delivery, but 32 off 44 balls, he set the trend and the pattern. Uh, he did, and um, uh, just on that, I also would like to, uh, let you know that I also think I've uh, uh, helped him uh, regain his spot on the side. I said grow, a must- <laughs> grow your moustache yeah. because the last time you did that, you came back into the side during the ashes and made that famous hundred at the Gabba and never looked back there. So uh, a little credit for me as well. And I even like on radio, uh, I sent a message out to his partner just asking her to let him keep the moustache. Apparently, he's not allowed to keep it after he, he's done with this tour. But <laughs> on his batting, he's just... Uh, uh, he just found his groove finally, and you could see uh, uh, he was flowing really well. There's great rhythm. He obviously pams the ball really well. He was enjoying this pitch. Uh, yeah, a little disappointed that he didn't carry on and make a big score, uh, but he's already you know, proven to the selectors that whatever role you give him, uh, if you just give him a little time, he makes it his own. So what's your expectation today? Um, I think Australia finished the day so strongly. This last eight or nine overs of the second ball, Cam Green looks yeah like a dream. Uh, I just had this feeling just when he walked out to bat. Uh, I remember telling Adam Collins on commentary, I just have a feeling the stage is set for a Cam Green special. And so far, he's not disappointed. He's really put on a show. Uh, he's looking really good. Usman Khawaja will know he can just bat, 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 and bat on. Because Australia will will need a big score. I mean, mm. you need to make 450. If you don't, you leave the door open. India have a lot of depth and a lot of hungry batters who haven't got a pitch like this to score on. So everyone from Kohli and Pujara will be waiting to make up for it. So, uh, yeah, Australia need to bat deep and really grind India into the dust if they want to stay ahead in this game. Now, uh, we win this one. India still retains the border Gavaskar Cup. But there's a bit hanging on this in terms of the World Championships of Test Cricket. Yeah, very much so. I mean, India need to draw or win this test to guarantee their uh, place in the final. Australia have already made it there. Um, I mean, India would should still go through, unlike mm. 
Or unless Sri Lanka just uh, pull off a miracle and beat New Zealand, not once but twice in New Zealand, they started strongly there. Uh, but it's also look, very few teams have come here and uh, not lost the series to India. So that would be a great achievement for this uh, for this team, especially to come back from where they were after Delhi. Right, you've seen a lot of cricket. You've seen a lot of cricketers. What will we be saying about Cam Green in ten years' time? Mm. Ooh, uh, uh, I think we'll, we'll we'll look to Greg Chappell in ten years' time and say, "Wow, you seriously are one of the greatest identifiers of special talent." Because he was the one, remember, who said he could well be the next Ricky Ponting. But just just looking at him, bad. I said on commentary yesterday, he has such for his great frame, he has such great relationship with his legs. Just some wonderful balance, whether he's playing pace, whether he's playing spin, and just. The fact that every time you see Cam Green, he looks like a better player. Mm. Uh, just tells you that um, Australia have just found someone very, very special. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a world beater and we don't have to wait too long to see that. The events of yesterday, the whole build-up, I, I'm intrigued as to what it was like inside the stadium when you get two <laughs> prime ministers in there and the cricketers having to go outside to do the warm-up. Was it, just what sort of atmosphere was it? It was bizarre, to be honest. Uh, we really didn't expect, uh, don't didn't know what to expect. Like I said, we had to get to the ground very early yeah. before six fifteen. Uh, we waited for the prime ministers to come, and, and just the whole setup. I mean, there was just a big, massive platform um, in front of the side screen where the dressing rooms are, mm. uh, and, and just the cap presentation to uh, our Indian prime minister Narendra Modi pulling uh, his counterpart and the two captains together and raising their arms like they just formed a political coalition, which is yeah, what happens yeah, in India, that's a sign. Yeah. The two parties have come together. And also the bizarre scene where uh, the two of them were being uh, driven around the ground in, in that uh, pretty fancy vehicle, which uh, Adam <laughs> Collins wants to buy off eBay someday, really? while the two captains stood in the middle waiting for the talk. Exactly. It, it was it was extraordinary, to say the least. Uh, and our Prime Minister, good old Albo, he looked like a kid in a lolly shop. He was Didn't that he? happy. Couldn't get the smile off his face. <laughs> hey, we're looking forward to uh, your coverage today. Just before you leave, we've been talking about the great AFL commentators. This is on the back of Bruce McAvaney, about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And for you growing up and loving cricket, give us your two all-time favourite best cricket commentators. Ooh, uh, I, I didn't have to think too hard. I think my favorite commentator growing up was always Bill Laurie. I mean, there's just oh, something yes, about yeah. I'm sure he was a favorite for yeah. so many people. But just going, waking up at 5 a.m. and listening to me, get him! Yeah, it was just something <laughs> special. And, and the other one was someone who I, uh, I became, I was very fortunate to become friendly with towards the end of his life. It was the great Tony Cozier, who I'm sure you oh, guys yeah. heard yeah. Uh, from the West Indies. Outstanding Outstanding man, outstanding commentator. And, uh, yeah, I've learned a lot from just listening to those two uh, on commentary, even though I, I can't give you the, it's Karim Balding, last hour of the day. Uh, I, I don't do that much in commentary, but maybe sh I should start doing it. <laughs> oh, Barat, we really appreciate your time. We thank you for yesterday. There were three failed attempts, but you hung in yes. there, so it was greatly appreciated. <laughs> I know it was frustrating for you. Uh, you have a great day today, and let's hope the Aussies go well. 
Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Cheers. We're at Sundarasan. He's an absolute gentleman. It's 12.46. It's all happening. I know. We're going to talk uh, soccer with Joe Gauchi, Adelaide United goalkeeper, mm. very, very shortly. A lot of text coming through, Rooch, about their favourite commentators and the ones that grind your gears or that annoy the hell out of you. And I'm getting a little bit of love. Thank you. I won't read them out. It sounds a little bit indulgent. Do you want me to read them? Uh, no, no. It makes me I sound like a bigger buffhead than I am. Mm. Um, but thank you for that. Uh, here's one. Uh, G'day, gents. Uh, best caller, the one and only KG Cunningham. Strike me pink. Uh, KG was a beauty. He brought energy to the game and passion, and he'd get really involved. Um, here's another one. Max on... Hall was a great anchorman for Aitken and oh, Holly May, wasn't back, it? Yes. Was, he was the great anchorman. Yeah, and I'm... then we get the famous moment. Comment, Wally May. No comment. No comment. And Ian can finish it off. That was good beautiful. comment. Here's another one uh, from Jeff. He says, uh, good commentator, Chris Dittmar, bad, Rowie, Timmy and Mark Howard. See, everyone sees well, it differently, Rich. Okay, okay yeah. but yeah, Ditt's a very good uh, commentator, my former brother-in-law. All right, we'll go to a break and then we're going to talk about Adelaide United and their upward spiral. Indeed. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 12.52, don't forget the Oakbank Easter Festival. Three days jam-packed with racing and entertainment. You can book your tickets today. Get in touch with the Oakbank Racing Club. Uh, great weekend. They're going to have a huge concert down there as well. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Just a reminder, Matthew Richardson from the Port Adelaide Football Club coming up at 1.30. And you can have your say on the back of Bruce McAvaney about to be inducted into the AFL Hall of Fame. Ah! Australian football, you've got it right twice oh. today, the third time you've tripped yourself up. Yeah, I, I didn't read it that time, Rooch. I had lived, my bad, Australian football, football oh. Hall of Fame. You scared the hell out of me there. I know. Uh, we're I, asking, I get very touchy about that one. I know you do. You're a very precious gentleman. Uh, tell <laughs> us about your favourite commentator or someone that annoys the hell out of you. Now, Chopsy knows something that I didn't know. What's that, Rooch? If you can drag Kim Dillon away from a mirror... He is a fantastic commentator. Oh, I, I think I'm being misrepresented there, Bruce. Do I get in front of the mirror much? I've never seen you in front of a Thank mirror. Thank you. Matter of fact, I've never seen you with a comb either. Oh, I haven't combed my hair for 20 years. Let's find out what Joe Gauchy does with his hair. We know he's a very good goalkeeper for Adelaide United. He's in Newcastle at the moment. Hello, Joey. Oh, deep and meaningful we're going to How are you, Joe. How are you, Ben? You well? Do you put a bit of time in front of the mirror or into the <laughs> hair? <laughs> I have to be honest, boys. I do. I take Ooh. pride in it. Uh, but it it always it always goes up in flames as soon as I start diving around. So yeah, that, uh, understand it never that. lasts long. Right. Hey, well, let's I'm find sure out a bit I'm, more here. I'm sure it'll get it'll get back to them. But tell us, who yeah. does occupy the mirror the most at Adelaide United? I'm going to have to go with the big man Hiroshi Basuki. Uh, really, he's got a, a a great head of hair on him. Um, I'm very jealous of it. Because he gets to stay in one place, unlike myself. So, no, he's uh, he, he loves it. I love seeing him in there with the with the blow dryer and and, and the right. comb going to work at it. The blow okay. dryer as well. Mm. Gee, that's who hogs the mirror though. Oh, no, there's a few boys. Maybe a few of the younger boys. They love to have a little look at themselves in the mirror. But oh. I won't name names. I don't want to embarrass them. No, that's all right. What about best dress though? Who really puts the work into how they get get around? Oof, best dressed. Uh... Benny Warren, Benny Benny Warren's got a got a bit about him. I yeah. like how he how he dresses. Um, 
Ben Halloran as well is pretty good. Um, we've got a few boys that have got, got some good style. I remember back in the day, mm-hmm. Brucey Jatay and Nathan Burns, they used to put a bit of work into how they looked. All right, let's move into the bigger <laughs> issues. You're in the hotel room. You're about to head off the training. How serious will the session be? Um, oh, it'll be our, our, our day before the game session is always pretty pretty laid back, pretty mm-hmm. relaxed. Just more about getting the, the positive vibes up um, pre-game. It's, a, it's pretty short, pretty sharp. Um, and, yeah, I think it'll be pretty similar. We travelled this morning, which is a little bit of a change. But it was a direct flight. Usually we have to fly to Sydney and then catch the bus up. So it was nice to get a direct direct flight straight into New, into Newcastle. And, um, yeah, a good, a good short, sharp session this afternoon. Joe, Adelaide United is very entertaining because it scores and that must delight a goalkeeper. Yeah, well, you know, the more that we score, the, the less I have to save. It makes hmm. it easier. So we can, we can afford to con- concede a few, although I don't like to. But um, no, we've been we've been scoring a lot of goals of late, uh, and hopefully that can continue tomorrow night. And, and a clean sheet to go along with it would be nice. You're in red hot form at the moment, but there's no easy games, and it's a big game for the Jets just sitting outside yep. of the top six. Yeah, no, exactly. There's, like you said, there's no easy games. Uh, table's extremely tight this year, which I think for the oh. fans and for the neutral makes it you know makes really makes it really exciting. There's no no teams that's, that are a pushover and, and you know, for every game you're, you're really playing for something. Um, like I said, it's a big game for them sitting just outside, you know, those finals positions. So, you know, and at home they'll, they'll be hard to play against. It'll be a tough game. But we have every confidence in ourselves, obviously mm. coming off the back of a great result against Melbourne City last week that we can continue this run. Unbeaten in eight, what's brought about the consistency? Um, I think just about, you know, just trying to do the basics right, I think. Um, we've probably made a few mistakes, maybe de- defensively, that have yeah. cost us goals in previous games. You know, giving away penalties, having having players sent off, and um, maybe we haven't been as clinical in front of goals. So mm. maybe scoring the chances that we should. So I think you know we're probably not as creating as many chances as we have in um, previous games where we've lost. Mm. Um, but you know we've been very clinical in front of goals. The boys up front have been superb, and and defensively, whilst you know the clean sheets have been. Few and far between. I think the, we're really limiting, uh, you know, the opposition to to fewer chances every game. Um, and as a defensive unit, we've been relatively solid. So I think it's just we've been really focusing on the process of, of how we can get better and um, get stronger as a unit. Point that Kim made. You t- you're taking a team on that's in that point where it has to do something. They're renowned for mm. testing out goalkeepers. How do you feel about the Newcastle attack? And who, who have you studied at the, in the past week? Ah, for all of them, really. <laughs> you got to be got to be ready for anything and, and everyone. So no, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, coming off the back of playing, like I said, Melbourne City, they've got a great attacking threat, yeah. and so do Newcastle. And you know, as a as a keeper, as any sort of player, you want to you want to play against the best. You want to really challenge mm. yourself, and um, that's what I like to do. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Joey, when you're playing, is there any striker in particular that really puts the fear of, you know, what, India when he's uh, approaching the net? Is there someone that you consider that, you know, just makes contact better than anyone? Um, I'm not really. Um, I think, you know, we've got some great boys in our team that mm. hit the ball very well and they're constantly doing it and scoring past me in training. So I think, you know, being tested in training every day and putting myself in situations where, you know, I'm made to look a little bit silly sometimes when you come to a game. You know, you feel like you're prepared for anything. Um, so, no, not really. Uh, I, I mean, D'Agostino, who's from, from Victory, who's 
just recently left. He scored some cracking goals against me. One this year, one last year. So no, he, he can hit. If I'm to name one, um, he can hit a ball very, very well, very hard. Um, but no, I mean, I'm put under in all sorts of situations in training. So you get to a game and you just hope that the practice you've put in can can pay off. Joe, we've had Football Australia put out this week, the 32 clubs that want to be part of a national second tier. How would you feel if we did get the ALE becoming promotion relegation? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I'm all for it. Um, I think the more opportunities that there are in Australia for people to become professional players, um, you know, the the better. So the more professional clubs that we can have, it, it, it makes it exciting. You know, the promotion relegation adds that you know, maybe a little bit of fear to yeah. those teams yeah. that, are, that are down the bottom come, you know, halfway through the season or towards the end of the season. Clubs have really got to start picking up points. I think mm. sometimes when a club starts to, you know, tail towards the bottom, um, they really just start to focus on, you know, a, a next year and redevelopment and things like that. But if they're in a position where they are going to be relegated, it forces them to still be extremely competitive every game and, you know, maybe not just look for a rebuild. So it does make it exciting. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure of the details. Obviously, there's been a, a lot of clubs that have shown interest, which I think is fantastic, and, yeah. and hopefully it's something that can blossom over the next couple of years. Coming up to the one o'clock news, and against my better judgment, we get a lot of texts that come through. We're live and interactive on zero four two seven one five four one double six. Our audience is very uh, educated. There's a few idiots out there as well. No, no this one's a good question. Yeah, no, this is from. I'm uh, not sure Joe can do this. The no, uh, scissor kick. No, no, no. It's not that one, Rouge. There's oh. a number of come through. Uh, this is Mario from Maslin's Beach. He's a lunatic. He says, is Joe Gauchi related to Darren Gauchi, the great jockey? Uh, if so, can he give us a tip for the Adelaide Cup? No, no relation there. I think uh, if you see the size difference, I'm, I'm definitely not built like a jockey. So, no, there's no relation there. I get that one a bit. Uh, oh, hey, we really appreciate your time, Joey. Good luck tomorrow night and uh, have a good training session this afternoon. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. He's a ripper. No doubt about that, Rooch. That young lady standing there, does she know that we can see through the glass there? I thought it was one of your friends. No, I don't know. I didn't know. You have a lot of your friends go in that corner. (laughs) I think we'll go to a break. I I might scare the hell out of her and bang on the window. No, don't do that. Don't do that? Here's your sense of fun, Rooch. Stack of text coming through as well. Tell us your favourite commentator or your worst commentator uh, on the back of Bruce McAvaney about to be inducted into the Australian Football Hall of Fame. Well done. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Four minutes past one. Just a reminder, Matthew Richardson from the Port Adelaide Football Club. Their CEO will join us at 1.30. Currently 23 and a half degrees outside. It's a beautiful Friday as we kickstart a long weekend. Roach, really, really looking forward to it. Stay safe on the roads if you're out travelling. Just a reminder as well, the Oakbank Easter Festival. Tickets now available. Uh, talking about favourite commentators, uh, Eric the Eel. We haven't heard from Eric for a while. G'day, Eric. Lou Richards was the greatest commentator. He used to sit on Peter Landy's lap so he could see what was going on. Oh, oh boom, boom, harsh. Boom, boom. And here's a text that came through earlier from Steve. Port Adelaide, in my opinion, are not as good as some media feel they are. Jonas, Boak, Dixon, Lysette and McKenzie are as good as finished. They haven't got the depth. 
If they did, they would have given these lads a chance. Fantasia's body will let him down. I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I believe they won't do better than the 10 wins from last year. So bottom half of the competition for me. That's from Big Steve. We'll see. And you've changed your tune, Rich. You had him in the eight before. Now you're going soft. Yeah, well, the pre-season did concern me. Yeah, you've, you've boxing shadows. You've jumped. Well, I haven't got him top four, that's for sure. No, that's understandable. Uh, we've got a few comments saying, comment Molly, uh, Wally May. That's Simon mm. in North Adelaide. Uh, Jazzalenko, you beauty. That's getting a few mentions. Uh, Don Scott's come up again as the worst commentator, worst coach and worst dress man. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's a little bit Oh, harsh. dear. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, here's one. The late, uh, great Daryl Eastlake. Uh, now, oh, he was yes. a wonderful He was passionate. One. He once got kicked out of the weightlifting arena for being too loud. Uh, <laughs> he kept calling from the car park. That was true during the Olympics. Okay. Yeah, he got called out. Really? Uh, yeah, he got asked to leave the auditorium, which was bloody ridiculous. Wow. And, and then there's one about Ian Day's comment about the person catapulting over the boundary line. I will not read that out. Very funny, though, you rude bugger. Yeah. Um, so we've got all those. All right, let's hear from uh, Jordan Dawson, though, at the coach's call. Oh, sorry, captain's call. or captain's day mm. is the official line yesterday. This is Geordie on uh, being the captain. Oh, I suppose you, you don't really it's, – it's a bit hard to know sort of where the group sees you, especially after a year at a club. You, um, you kind of not really sure where you sit in the group. And to, it, was, it, was, um, yeah, it was probably – it was good to hear the feedback from the boys that they – really valued um, what I brought to the team and on and off the field and and sort of my values and who I am as a person. Um, yeah, so it was, it was really important to me to hear that from those guys. And he has been endorsed by the players, but it wasn't the player vote. How did they do it? Well, no, Usually I they think they players, were asked to give their players opinion. players have a say in it? No, I, I think they were asked opinions, Right. my understanding, but it wasn't like whoever gets the most votes gets the gig. Okay. That was then forwarded on to... Management, right? Coaching staff. So they've changed that system a bit. There. I believe. Okay. I stand corrected. Right. Uh, this is Geordie talking about which young players he expects to step up this year. A few guys have taken another level. I think Jake Saligo, um, Josh Rochelle, um, Sam Barry, those three, and probably Nick Murray as well down back. I think there's probably a handful that I've really been impressed by, and the and the growth that they've shown um, from last year has really impressed me. Yeah. Hey, Michael Voss was on the Brecky Show in Melbourne this morning, and uh, I love hearing Vossie. He was a good friend of our show for a long time when he was at Port Adelaide Roach. Uh, this is Vossie updating the situation with Sam Walsh, who is pivotal to their Critical. chances this year. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've just got to be really um, with, with patient with Walshie, and, um, you know, we're, he's still got a, a fair bit to get done before we're satisfied about where um, where he's at. Um He's certainly progressed really well because he's an absolute pro, uh, and the, and the temptation would, would be to accelerate that um, way too early. Um, but uh, we're going to sort of resist that urge and just ensure we follow the right way. Oh dear, I've got a nice comment from Ethel. That doesn't happen very often. Thank you, Ethel. Won't read it out. Gets a bit embarrassing. Okay, it's, it's nice though, Rich. Very good. Uh, let's hear more from Vossi. Oh, this uh, I'm interested in. This I haven't heard his comments regarding the four AFL umpires. It'll be used this year. No, well, the biggest one will be, uh, no doubt, the four umpires um, more than anything else and their positioning and what they see off ball. And um, but you know, like I think the players have got a great way of being able to adjust the rules and um, you know, they, and they'll do that. So you know, I guess the spotlight becomes a little bit more on the extremities of the ground 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the, the forwards and the backs um, go about that and how they mm. respond. Um, but then there's all these subtleties in interpretation. As we know, um, some of those interpretations can be quite fluid through the year um, that we've just got to be able to keep moving with and keep teaching our players. So I wouldn't say there's anything too significant, um, but certainly the four umpires, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. That was diplomatic. I sink into absolute despair every time. Scott Burns said the same thing. Michael Voss is saying the same thing. It's that issue of interpretation. Then when Michael Voss adds in there, that players have to adjust. Players should not have to mm. adjust because the interpretation one day is different to what it will be the next week. What are the pros and That's cons? That's wrong. That's really wrong with our game. I understand that. And who's we, the fault? They're not the umpires. Who hands them those interpretations? I know, it's the AFL. It's got to be fixed, this problem. Well, been banging on it for about well, not a giving years. giving up. At, uh, at double A and a triple M, and it's frustrating. And uh, that's what frustrates the supporter Why base should as players well? have to adjust? It should be the same from round one, first bounce, all the way to the end of the grand final. I agree 100%. Pros and cons, though. We spoke mm. to Dwayne Russell now, and he's, he's for it. He says it gives longevity to the umpires. They get in better position. They don't have to be as fit. Uh, it gives them better line of sight to make decisions. Yeah, I, I understand all that. And I get all that. My concern is, if we go, I don't know what the average is. Well, I should have looked it up, but uh, the average free kicks per game... If that goes up by 20%, that'll do my head in. Then people will say if the free kick's there, it's there. Yeah, that's the other But argument. it's a contact sport. All, ever since Adam was playing half-back flank for Jerusalem, you fight for position before you run for the ball, don't you? Mm. But now it's called blocking. But it's always been there. Mm, true. So that's what worries me with forwards, defenders. Defenders can't do anything. It is so disruptive to the game when you're watching the play midfield and you're engrossed in what's happening. The whistle goes, you've got no idea what the free kick is for because it's 100 metres off the ball. Right. Now, if someone's punched or thumped or their jumper is held, yes. that's fair enough. Right. But if it's impeding for them to run in, yeah, it's a rite of passage to try and fight for front position, surely. Mm. Yeah, get you. All right. I get you. But then there's been a fair bit of holding that has been ignored because umpires are out of position. What, what constitutes holding, though? Well, if you've got that jumper, like there's a picture. No, I just said that. With yeah. jumper is fine. There is That's a, black and white. There is a picture of from last week of Dustin Martin virtually owning an opposition player's yeah, jumper. But I said that. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not arguing with you on that point. Oh. I'm just saying they're the things that – that means then there'll be more free kicks picked up, Kim. That's so right. do we accept that? Do we accept – well, now they're hey, If you're be, holding a jumper, yeah. you accept it. I wasn't talking about that. Right. I was talking about the blocking. That's a given. That's the mm. easiest decision to make. Mm. But we're going to get more of them, Because it's black and we? white. We're going to get more of them. Uh, well, you shouldn't. The players are dumb, and so are the coaches ah, if that happens. Well said. Well said. So that shouldn't happen. Yep. All right. That's my editorial comment. Right. Let's hear from Voss here. I'm always interested, because of the way this man left the club, mm. the Adelaide Crows, uh, the assessments of him. This is Michael Voss on Mitch McGovern. Yeah, he has, and that's obviously part of the thinking. Um, you know, there's obviously the the immediate time, and then there's a the long-term thinking um, with him as well. And, um, you know, so obviously we're, we're keen to get him through a, a full season of footy, and um, we'll continue to manage him where we need him. But uh, he certainly was able to get a bit of work in last week with some match practice and um, got some more in this week. Is it now or never for Mitch McGovern on 8, 8.50? Uh, the now or never is realising that what he does between Monday and Friday will make life easier for him on Saturday, surely. It is 
on that is note. Is that a fair, fair point? Yes, on yeah. that note. It's right. 1.13 and we'll be going to the original Ange is running through. Looking forward to having a chat to him next. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 118, just a reminder, Matthew Richardson, CEO of the Port Adelaide Football Club, joining us just after the 1.30 news. Stack of text coming through as well. Uh, Benny, I'll get you to have a look at that one from Daniel uh, because he won the ticks to the Adelaide Cup. So, Benny, if you can do it. No, Benny's laughing. He's chatting to someone. Or he's read a text. He's read a text. He's just got the giggles. Uh, Daniel, we'll get on to that. Uh, we want you to get to the cup, okay? We're all over that. All right, let's go to the phones, Roach. Hello, Ange. How are you? Uh, good afternoon, legends. Hey, um, why does the AFL, why do the umpires umpire completely different in a finals game? Why can't they go, why can't they umpire like they do finals? Finals, I don't know, <laughs> I'll go to finals and I'll walk away from there thinking, I don't even think about the umpire, but, you know, there's about, you know, out of 22 home and away, not that surprised, away games, there's about at least, there's about 15 of them that you can walk away and say, gee, those umpires, honestly, they were terrible. But and, and that's not the word you actually use. Really. But, Andrew, it shouldn't surprise you. You think about what finals are. You're going to have the better umpires because they've proven themselves over the years. You've got the better players. No, don't buy that, Rooch. You don't? No, that's the argument that's put up yeah, all no, the time. Rooch, it's no, umpire I, different. There's no so, question. You don't think they're better umpires? Well, they are, but it's umpired different. Oh, I'd argue differently. But, Rich, you know what? To your argument, yeah. to your argument, Rich, those better umpires still umpire during the week, right? Yeah. So, and the performance is still the same. It's, it's, you think? It's questionable. You think those it's umpires not, are different not, to the way they've umpired, say, on Anzac Day? Yep. Oh, I'd argue. Well, Anzac Day is a big game. A big 100%. game. They umpire get, differently get, in big games. You get the best umpires in the best occasions, and no. they umpire that way. I'm with you, Ange. Nah. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, nah, no way. And what but, do you reckon Razor Ray is different? You reckon Razor Ray is different in elimination it, final and he's in round two? They let it go more, Roach. Oh, they don't pay as many ticky touch for the kicks. Let's get Razor Ray on. Um. That'll be good. That'll be good to hear. I'd love to hear his opinion on that. Um, and just quickly, did you hear the interview with um, uh, Ken Hinckley and, and Tim Ginever and the other the other guy? <laughs> well, we're on air at that time, <laughs> man. What happened? Oh. You went on air the other day, were you? Yes, we were. At that time? Yes, we were. When exactly? What have I missed? Okay. No, oh, it was just an interview with Ken Hinckley and Tim Ginever and the other guy. <laughs> you, can, you can say his name and what? What? You didn't Stephen like what you heard? Or... Or... No, it was just interesting. Did you? I was just wondering if you heard it. I just thought no, it was no I, I didn't. Interview. We do try and keep across, you know, all the different interviews. I didn't. I didn't see that one. You'll be happy though. We're having Kenny on next week, I think. So that'll be good. Oh, that should be good. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Well, yeah, no, don't leave us in suspense. What caught your ear? Oh, I just thought it was an interesting interview. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll leave it at uh, we'll leave it at that end. Hey, just quickly, we're going to go to a break. Yeah. Yeah, we've got Matthew Richardson coming up. You'll enjoy that interview. Um, favorite commentator and uh, who gr- who grinds your gears? Oh, who grinds my gears? You know, you know. I tell you, who used to grind my gears was uh, Dermot Crowder, but I actually think he's all right now. Yeah. I mean, he's changed. I've changed my tune on him. Oh. I think he's doing really well. And uh, favorite commentator. Um, 
You can't go by um, Jim Dillon, eh? Oh, good, good on you, Edge. Oh, <laughs> uh, if I had a prize, I'd give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good on you, Edge. Have a great good long boy. weekend. Take care. Yeah. All right, uh, 122, Rooch. Um, yeah, we've just got on to, uh, uh, to Daniel. We're chasing up those Adelaide Cup tickets for you, so stay tuned. Stay by your phone. Hey, best uh, commentator. Hey, this is, there's been a few votes for this gentleman. Brenton Speed yep. is the best commentator by a mile, multiple codes, and never misses a beat. Mm. Um, AFL, NRL, and A-League fluently. That's from Ian and uh, from Westlake Shore. And what I like about uh, Brenton, uh, he doesn't make it about him. Important. Yeah. Most important. All righty. Mm. Break coming up. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Twenty-seven. No matter your club's colours, Balfers are for the game. We appreciate having them on board again. They've supported us from day one, Rooch. From the very beginning. How long ago was it? Uh, this is the fifth year we've Doesn't been together. Doesn't fly. I know. We haven't killed each other yet. No, I'm only just thinking. I haven't seen my old mate from the very beginning for a long, long time. How is Mark Aston? Haven't seen him for ages. Well, Mark uh, helped out when yes, the show did. first started because uh, Fire AA enforced a non-compete clause on me, even though I was only a part-timer. Roach, amazing. What were they thinking? Valued you so much and then let you go. Yeah. <laughs> a um, few texts coming through in regards to commentators. Uh, this one says, "G'day, men. Dennis Cometti and Jared Waitley was and are very good." That's from Grant. We agree with you there. Then, in response to Mitch McGovern. Uh, this one says the Crows won that deal. And you look at all the kickback that they got and the mm. flack they copped and people were leaving. They were not prepared to pay those dollars and they did win that deal. Mm. They would have liked to have kept him. Yep. Someone says, bugger, raise a ray. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just read them. Tony Gregg was my favourite commentator. Uh, got me a lot of work as a key cutter. Oh, oh boom, boom, boom. Yeah, very funny. Hey, uh, it would be rude, Rooch. We spoke to Bharat Sundarasan not to acknowledge Usman yes. Khawaja with his 14th century for his country. Uh, this was him at his press conference afterwards. Come on, Aussie. Don't get shy on us. Number 11. No, he doesn't want to speak. He's, he's gone. gone. He's gone shy. He's gone. He's gone. He was up and about, and he was uh, very happy. I'll tell you what, we'll change direction then. we okay. got a, we got a minute to go. I was driving home last night, and I heard Malcolm Blight on Sports Day SA. Did a little cameo. He doesn't start with David Woody until next week. You can also hear that in simulcast on 1323. So I forgot. I was expecting a bit of music, Roach. And you got Blighty. I got Blighty. Well, that's music to, of a different Talking form. to the boys and talking about Brisbane. Oh, there's no doubt Brisbane have got to play in a grand final with this group. You know, getting Gunston and Dunkley. Like, can I just... How how can you get another best and fairest? When they recruited Lockie Neal three or four years ago, I said, how do they get a best and fairest out of Fremantle to come and play in Brisbane? Oh, we've had to jump out of that very quickly. You know where he's heading. He thinks they need to win a flag this right. year. We need okay. to be on time because Matthew Richardson is next. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots.
Just after 1.30, Kimbo on the reach with you on a beautiful Friday afternoon. We're here thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. Balfour's are for the game. And we're live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. All right, well, Port Adelaide season gets underway Saturday week, Rooch. Looking forward to this. It's going to be a cracking game. Gets off at... Uh, Kicks off at five past four at the Adelaide Oval when they take on the Brisbane Lions, who many are saying are favourites for the flag. To find out how the clubs travelled over the last summer period or Christmas period, let's welcome their CEO, Matthew Richardson. Richo, thank you for your time. Good on you, guys. Hi, Kim. Hi, Rich. And Happy New Year as well. Hey, Richo, when you, what would you call the pre-season form? Indifferent? Uh, does that affect you as the head of the operation? Um, look, I mean, when you say indifferent, uh, obviously, you're, you know, we had a, um, a disappointing performance in our practice match uh, last week against Fremantle. But, you know, on the whole, um, I would say, you know, it hasn't really been reflective of our pre-season. We've had a, had a really solid summer period. Um, preparation has been really good. Um, they've been, you know, we've made quite a few changes. And, you know, I think like anything, when you're trying to mould together a uh, you know, some of that change in a new group um, and some players at different points. Um, yeah, there, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, the group would have liked to have played better against Fremantle. But on the whole, we've had a we've had a really strong summer and, you know, we're going into, into the start of the year with, um, you know, great confidence and belief in our group. Just on that, where, where are you with the pre-season? Would you like to see an old pre-season cup again like we used to have or are you happy with the format? You let go, six? will you? No, well, it's, it's, well people are judging Port. on this one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Well, it's interesting. I think it's better when you're playing for something. And, and now, like, I, I don't think your pre-season form's that bad. I don't play a lot, lot of credence into what we've seen so far. But a lot of people are. So I thought maybe if there was a bit more hanging on the games... You know, maybe. Uh, well, I, I think that's where it's, you know, that's where the gather rounds come from really, isn't it? Mm. Is that the season now is getting longer. Um, so we're actually playing more in-season games. And um, so you know, there's probably not the need for the uh, the you know, pre-season competition, as you, um, as you mentioned. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of the training now that they do is match simulation, albeit it's not against opposition. So, um, you know, I, I think that's probably the trend where, you know, this year we're playing an extra game already with 23 games. And I think the sooner we get into the real stuff, the better. Matthew, I've heard you often say that Port Adelaide embraces expectation and expectation's gone in wild directions through this preseason. At the beginning, it was Port Adelaide had to make a grand final. Then it was Port Adelaide is a well, top four on, side. That was Cane Corns I'm and David I'm just talking about King. the expectation. Yeah. Now it is... Pre-season four means they'll be lucky if they make the eight. What's the expectation at Alberton? Yeah, I mean, look, everyone has their external views and opinions, and that's you know that's what drives the industry in a lot of ways. Our expectation is, you know, we talk about expectation lives here, where we've got really high expectations of ourselves, and and none of that's changed. As I said earlier, we you know we've got real confidence in our list. We've made some changes in the program, which, uh, from what I've seen, it, it, it's been, um, you know, been a really strong preparation. So, yeah, you know, like our expectation is, we is that, um, you know, really we've got to we've got to get away to a really good start. We've got high mm. expectations, but it's a long year, and you've 
you've got to focus on the things that you can, can that are in your control, not the things that are on the outside. Uh, two years ago, you released a uh, it was a bold approach, a strategic vision called Chasing Greatness. Can we revisit that? One of the uh, items was a hundred thousand members. How are you tracking there? Two years on. Yeah, so I talked about this at the AGM, Kim, where, you know, in any business, there's, uh, you know, we build a strategic plan coming out of COVID. And if you think about, you know, you go back two or three years, there was so mm. much uncertainty. Um, and, you know, we very deliberately built a strategic vision, which is always ambitious and aspirational. And our aspirational vision was if we could build an era, because football clubs get measured in eras, could we build an era that, you know, rivaled anything that our club had done before. And there were there were five pillars in that strategy, and mm. that hasn't changed. The first one, of course, is win premierships. That's what um, we're here to do. And uh, if you look at, you know, what's the aspirational target in, in a number of years' time if we achieve that, first of all, obviously, we've, we've got to win. So that's the focus. The second pillar was around growth and growth in membership and the aspirational target around 100,000 memberships. And... Mm. You know, I would say we're, we, we've probably plateaued in the last couple of years. Again, mm. you've got COVID in there, which has impacted it. But really positively, last year, we picked up 50,000 new fans in the previous four years. Last year, in six months, we picked up 50,000 new fans through AFLW. So there's a real regeneration and growth coming there. The community pillar would sit through the middle of our strategy, which is the way I talk about that is in two ways. One is it's who we are and where we're from. So the $30 million investment at Albert and Oval and what we're transforming Albert and Oval into with the museum and the experience for our members, but also um, world-class facility for our players is well underway. And then, of course, the amazing work our community team do out in the community is, uh, is going beautifully. The fourth pillar was around growth because we have to grow commercially in order to fuel the ambition that we've got. And... We're in a stronger, we've never been in, um, you know, we've got four um, committed long-term major partners. Our club has never been in that position, so that's on track. Then it was about the transformation of Albert and Oval. I would say that's ahead of schedule. And then the final piece was around, I guess, you know, originally it was about debt. We've, we've I guess, lifted our eyes and said, well, look, we'll, we've paid $6 million off our debt in two years. Um, we'll continue that, but also really importantly, we're now starting to think about, well, how do we actually build commercial assets so that, um, you know, we build a really powerful commercial business that then fuels the rest of what we're doing. So I think in any strategic vision, it is sort of a marker that um, mm. for the future in terms of what we're trying to achieve. And, you know, some in some of those areas, we're ahead of schedule. Some of them we're behind, but it's something that we constantly come back and check ourselves on and 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 mark ourselves internally on. Okay, well, how are we how are we tracking against these measures, and how do we um, iterate in order to um, achieve those targets over time? And reality is, you're only two years into the five year plan. Uh, where are you at with uh, members? What's the number now? And how can people yeah, get so on board? How can people get on board? Just as importantly. Yeah, of course, on our on our website at portadelaidefc.com. Um, membership is we're about par with last year, um, which we're we're pleased with. Um, interestingly, there's a you know we're we're up in terms of eleven game and season ticket of membership, which is where the where the yield is. And you know I think there is if we look at our ticket sales also going into the first few games, our ticket sales are trending up on what they've been the last certainly last year. And I, I think you know that's not. 
um, the, you know, this time last year there was just so much you know apprehension around COVID. So I think there's some real excitement around the start of the season. People looking at getting back to the back to the footy. We've got a, tr- a strong start, obviously with Brisbane on a Saturday twilight showdown round three into gather round and then uh, Anzac round. So we've got a really strong sort of six weeks that'll um, you know give our people plenty to look forward to. So do you have a membership number now or? Where you're at? Uh, a membership. I have, well, we're on about par from last year, which I think is about, at the moment, about 52,500. Okay. And the redevelopment of Albert and Oval, you said you're on, on track. Are there any hiccups there, or is it going along nicely? Uh, no, we, we had a little bit of hiccup just before Christmas. I learned uh, a fair bit about contaminated soil. Turns <laughs> out all those spectator mounds, or <laughs> mounds that um, we used to stand on in the outer. Um, importantly, no one's at risk, but because those mounds got built probably a hundred years ago, they um, they got whatever construction rubble they could find back in those days. So we had to that slowed us up by probably it's probably cost us about eight weeks, but oh. that's been resolved now. And the um, and the foundations are for the extension of the um, training centre are going down, and we should be stage one, which will allow our admin and football programs to get back into the uh, admin and training centre. Should be done by about July. And um, the full redevelopment will be complete by hopefully sort of mid-October, early November. So, um, you know, we're, we're progressing really well there. And, of course, our, our new social club, the precinct, opened in, in June, July last year. And, and that's tracking, tracking along really well. Matthew, your club president, David Kosh, was very strong. And any time the question is going to be asked about Ken Inkley this year, it's all about August is when the decisions are being made. How challenging is that going to be to stay on agenda when results always determine how the script is played out outside the footy club? Yeah, look, I, I think first and foremost, we're all really on, really connected and on the same page internally. And as I said a little bit earlier, you, we can't get drawn into hypotheticals and think too far ahead in terms of what's going to happen in you know June, July, August, even. We just have to stay really, we have to stay really in the present and focus on what we're doing now, and that's absolutely what we're doing. Um, you, you can't be half in in this game. You need to be all in, and that's absolutely what what we are. We've got, as I've said earlier, we've got great confidence in our list and the, not just our list, but our whole program. I think we've got a, an excellent program led by Ken and Chris Davies and Jason Cripps as list manager. Um, that's been built every year. You've just got to in this game. You've got to keep getting better and better. And um, because everyone else is getting a better around us, I'm really confident that, you know, we're in a better position right now than we were this time last year. Uh, we've certainly got more players to pick from from round one, which is good. Um, but, um, yeah, we've just got to internally, we've just got to stay really um, in the present and, and our focus is on getting away to a, a strong start to the season. Matthew, when you talk about your commercial strength is bigger than ever before in Port Adelaide's history. Where does China stand now? Because you pitched yourself pretty hard to find new new coin in China. And then we had COVID mm. stop you playing there. Where does China sit in your strategy these days? Yeah, look, I mean, I think there's a whole lot of stuff in the world that's changed that is just out of our control. Um, but, but I think if you, you know, there's probably two things I'd point to there. One is... Uh, it, it's a mindset and an attitude as much as anything else. If you can, if you can think up something that big is going and playing games for premiership points yeah. um, in Shanghai and deliver it as we did, um, you can do anything. 
So, you know, I think from a mindset and an attitude, it, it says, wow, this is a progressive, forward-thinking club that's bold, it has ambition. Mm. And the other thing is that, you know, our major partner is MG. They're, they're on an amazing journey. We're really um, proud to be on that journey with them. And they're, you know, they're owned by the second biggest um, motor vehicle manufacturer in the world, which uh, SOIC, which is, is China's own. So, um, you know, I think it was, it, it's been an important part of that journey. No one could have foreseen what was going to happen in 2020, 2021 mm-hmm. with COVID, but mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, it, it's played a role, played a really important role in, in having us in the position that we're in. We had to, like everyone, we had to pivot during COVID. Um, pretty quickly, we got into a mindset of, you know, how do we use this as a, um, as an advantage and, and try and try and spring out of COVID and uh, um, in a really positive way. And, and I think um, we've, we've, you know, we'd say that we've, we've certainly done that. We've narrowed the focus in our business and it's um, at the moment the business is in really good shape and it's, it's, about, um, it's about making that count on field. Of course, AFLW's accelerated. That's had a really significant impact on the club not just commercially but in ter- and in members, but just culturally in terms of what that's done for our football club. That, um, that was so, my next question. Know, there's a lot of things to look forward to. <laughs> that was my next question. How has the dynamic of the club changed with the addition of the AFLW program, not just the girls that are playing, but the additional staff as well? Yeah, look, I think it, number one, you know, this is a football club that's 152 years old and hundred and 51 of those years it's been men playing. So to have women now to um, be playing and representing a Port Adelaide football club, I mean, one of the most significant moments I had last year was sitting at the back of a press conference where you've got, uh, you had Erin Phillips, Juliet Haslam and Lauren Arnell speaking mm. and they are the Port Adelaide football club. Symbolically, that's powerful. And then the um, you, you see the shift in, in game day and the young families and the girls. You know, we had 22,500 at that showdown at Adelaide Oval was extraordinary. But then to see Albert and Oval starting to come to life with AFLW games and um, that will, with the redevelopment, that will go to another level. Um, it's just had our, our partners, the shift in membership. And then, you know, inside our organisation, we've got incredible women um, who... Uh, um, you know, just to see the way that they've grown and em- embraced it. Um, so just from a diversity perspective, it's, um, it's so in, at every level, it's been really significant for our, for our footy club. And you know, I'm not sure the great vision of the first night the girls trained mm. where hmm. Tommy Jonas and the whole group were there and they welcomed the girls onto the, onto the ground and um, just to see the way the groups work together. Now, at the moment, we're all across and... Uh, in the old Williams heritage, just a Williams stand, and you know the groups are the groups are pretty much together. So um, at every level, it's it's been really significant, and it will um you know it is transforming our football club. Matthew, has the Port Adelaide board come up with its view on Tasmania and expansion to nineteen teams yet? Uh, yeah, we have. I think it, that position has been really clear that it, it, it's you know at the whole we think it's the right thing to do for football. But um, it, it does uh, it does need a new stadium. I, I think the way that um, fans love travelling around the country, the stadiums that they get to travel around the country to are world class. And you know, I think the vision for um, Macquarie Point down in um, down in Hobart is is amazing if they can make that happen. Mm-hmm. So um, I know the AFL are doing a lot of work on that at the moment, and once that's um, 
completed, they'll then bring that back to the clubs. But, um, you know, on in principle, yeah, our board is, is supportive of it. Richo, we really appreciate your time. We wish you all the best for season 2023. Uh, big game, round one, taking on Brisbane, gets underway at five past four. If you're not a member of Port Adelaide, get onto their website now. Join up, support your club. Let's hope we get 50,000 plus there. Good luck, Richo. Good on you. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Rich. Matthew Richardson, he's a, he's a beauty, Rooch. Um, 50,000, we've got to get that there. Very candid about the health check too with yep. the vision from before. Did yep. we actually get a number on what, same as last year? They would, that means they would be tracking around 54, 55. 55. Three, yeah. three years to go to work on that. And uh, also that redevelopment at Albany Oval, that would be a pain in the butt. They lost eight weeks there. Yeah, there was... But um, you wonder about all the mounds at all the other grounds. Uh, yeah, grounds. Well, apparently when they were digging it up, as soon as they'd hit a bone, a siren would go off, and you could oh. imagine the concern about finding any bones in any place. Oh, especially at Alvaro and Roach. Yes, thankfully they were just <laughs> cow bones. Tell you who, who was impressive at training today. Erin Phillips. She's out there virtually every day, Kim, getting ready for a new season. She's looking she better and better every day. Fanatic. You're very enamoured with her at the moment, Rich. It's getting <laughs> a little bit creepy. We need to go to a break, uh, and then when we come back, we're going to do a very uh, a different Friday forecast. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Almost done for another day. Kim Barber-Roach with you, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. We're about to wrap it up, Roach. Uh, enjoyed that chat with Matthew Richardson. Lot on at Alberton. Yeah, always very balanced, always very calm. Pity they couldn't find that sixpence I lost there on those mounds in 1964. Oh, I'm sure you didn't lose it, Roach. You would have found it. You would have stayed there all day and night to find uh, it. All I right, didn't. we need to do this. It's a Friday. All right, pretty simple. We stole this off AFL 360. We give a few predictions. Uh, Friday forecast, most at stake. Sure thing, doomsday scenario. Bruce, we've got about a minute and a half left. We're going to revisit what we did yesterday with our predictions. So for the year, most at stake for you. Oh, look, I keep putting all my money on Brisbane, and I think the way they've built that squad, they have to deliver now. So they've got a lot at stake. Heaps and heaps and heaps at stake. I agree with you. You've looked at my notes. Uh, Most at stake for me is Brisbane. Mm. Everyone nearly has them as a top two finish. They have their strongest list they've had, and they've had a good list the last five years. And recruited well over the summer. Yeah, I think most at stake is definitely Brisbane. I know Fagan's re-signed for another two years, but uh, it would be a disaster. Time to deliver. All right, sure thing. Max Gorn and Brodie Grundy at Melbourne will redefine or probably reinvent or reinvigorate the two Ruckman debate. I think people will say this works again. Oh, what do you mean again, Rich? It didn't work with Luke Jackson and Max Gorn? Oh, this will be different. Bit of a soft one. This will be one. different. Bit of a soft one. If we had more time, I'd take you to task. Uh, my sure thing, uh, look, I just said in general conversation a couple of weeks ago, I think the Eagles could finish bottom. Oh. And uh, didn't that cause a problem, mm. Rich? But mm. I'm going to stick fat. My sure thing is that they are bottom four. Your mm. doomsday scenario. I just want to do this because I enjoy saying this. Collingwood crash. <laughs> Yeah, I've got Calling them as my big crash. slider. Yeah, and that's that's reasonable. I've, I think I've got them at, uh, what was it? I've got them at ninth or 10th. 10th, I think I had oh. them. Uh, my doomsday scenario, I'm trying to look after my own credibility, what I've left here, Rich. Um, it's Port Adelaide because I have them top eight and I think it would be a disaster or a doomsday scenario if they don't make finals. 
I don't buy into the top four stuff. I don't buy into the rubbish that the grand final, anything but a grand final is a fail. I think that's ridiculous with respect to those that said it. But um, not making finals would be a disaster. So that's my doomsday scenario. Mm. All right, Roach, we have a minute and a half to go. We've nearly wrapped it up for another week. Uh, beautiful day outside. Hey, just a reminder, though, we're about to head off to Ahmedabad for the uh, second day of the fourth test. This one will go the distance, won't position. it? I wouldn't predict anything in okay. regards to their pitches yeah, over there. Adam point. Collins, they've done a wonderful job over there. Our core team, Peter Layla, Daniel Norcross, Barat Sundarasan, Ravi Shastri, Matthew Crocs, Crooks, Crocs. Is that a typo? Crocs, Crooks. Sorry, Matthew. Never met you before, I don't think. And, uh, of course, Jared Waitley. Yes. He has been there as well. So we'll be heading over there, and uh, hopefully we can see another ton. Well done to Usman Kawaja. Have an awesome day. Long weekend. Yes. We're back what are you, what are Tuesday, you doing? aren't we? Yeah, we are. What are you doing, Roach? Oh, I've got a long list of things to do. Long list. Any, anything interesting? No, not that would interest you unless you want to come and help and do some varnishing. Uh, no, definitely not. I didn't no. think so. We have to head down to Adelaide Oval now, though. Yep. We have a uh, season launch where we'll be uh, putting our footy cool team on show for the year. Kane Corns, predictions that David Wildey. Yes, you'll be there. You're getting interviewed. Mark Chickley. That'll be riveting. Biggs, Jared Walsh will be down there. All right. Hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe on the roads. Uru. Enjoy, everyone. Bye.